Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Happy Star Wars week. May the force be with you and welcome to the Netflix or to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast for fans cited. I'm Bryce Olin and I'm joined by my co-host of the podcast, Cody Schultz. Because it's Star Wars week, we thought it'd be a great time to share where you can stream the Star Wars movies along with a bunch of other movies from popular franchises. The Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. Earth Echo Food starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. They blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it is friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For up to 15% off, please visit Earth EarthEchoFoods.com slash Minute Media and use the code Minute15. All right, Cody, let's talk some Star Wars. So we know that the Star Wars movies aren't on Netflix. They used to be, some of them, um, but they're they're streaming exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Is there any galaxy far, far away that you think that the Star Wars movies will ever come to Netflix? Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, as a fan, you want to say yes, but <laughs> like, realistically, I can't see any way that the Star Wars movies ever kind of come back to Netflix. It's one of those things where... I think the only thing that the only way I could see that happening is if like Disney bought Netflix or Netflix bought Disney, which I don't ever (laughs) foresee happening Um, because like Disney, there's no way they're going to let go of those movie rights. Like they want those on Disney plus that's a big draw for them. Like being able to watch all of the star Wars films and shows instead of give those to a competitor. Like even though they would technically make more money, I guess, because they could license them out and all that. It's just, it's too much of a ploy to like say, we are the exclusive home to these, like the streaming (laughs) versions. It's like, I can't see them playing game, especially as we saw with things like going, down with Netflix and Marvel, like how that soured quickly because of Disney Plus. I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Right. I think that I should have said Netflix US because I still think that there's some Netflix territories, countries where it it, they are available, but I don't know where those are. So if if you can watch the Star Wars movies on Netflix, like kudos, that's great. Uh, I think that there's some. So do you remember there a while back Netflix actually had a like the output deal with Disney that brought the this like Marvel and like some Star Wars movies to Netflix. I think I read somewhere that that deal might kick back in um, to bring like just as like one off. So I think it'd be like Rogue One and like The Last Jedi. I think there's only like three Star Wars movies that were released during while like Netflix had that contract. I thought that it maybe was like an in perpetuity deal. So like every several years, one of them will pop up on Netflix or something like that. But that so that would be kind of cool, at least for that short time. Disney Plus won't be able to say that they're the exclusive home of every Star Wars movie or whatever the, the claim is these days. I guess uh, we kind of we covered why they aren't on Netflix and if they'll ever come back. A while back, we read that like I think Netflix. It was I can't remember who reported it, but. It was basically that Netflix is like making all these original movies and shows trying to find franchise opportunities to make like their own Star Wars. Do you think that that's, is that possible? 
I mean, I definitely think it's, it's possible. I mean, look at Star Trek is, and you know, another big popular franchise, even the Orville, which of course is now went from, it was on Fox. Now it's going to Hulu. I don't know when season three will finally drop. It's been like forever since we've had like that gap between seasons. But I mean, even that one has come into, and granted, it's not like that large scale, like the effects on that, that's a TV show. And like, it's got really solid effects. And I feel like it's been a breakout hit. That's why it was like a perfect sense for let's move this to Hulu to kind of give them that kind of big tentpole mm-hmm. sci-fi thing. It's weird that Netflix hasn't kind of found that. Granted, we've got like the big epic fantasy shows, like of course, The Witcher, Stranger Things. There's a lot of big fantasy and like sci-fi stuff, but they haven't really had that almost like space odyssey kind of feel right. where like, you know they're like there's so many angles you can go with it's kind of just be like a matter of time and like finding maybe a, a franchise like books or something that they can kind of build off of or just like starting from scratch you know netflix has it in them like there's no denying that yeah that's that's absolutely true they've tried i think lost in space I, obviously that was never going to be like star wars star wars but that was a, a very expensive looking i don't know if it was actually expensive a expensive looking show it's weird though that you're right that if you're like looking Netflix has like so many areas covered and you can kind of see how they like like kind of hit those areas with movie after movie show after show like you know in the summer there's always going to be a bunch of big action movies that you know that come out for Netflix there's going to be some romantic movies they kind of check all those boxes but they haven't yeah they haven't mastered the space the space war <laughs> to genre yet and it's like I, I, how how long will it take until that happens probably not very long there's got to be like this there's so many books and stories set in space that they would be able to find like their version of it and make you know multiple movies shows something like that right yeah it's kind of almost in the same vein as like superheroes which is a good pivot point we can get to marvel here but i know they've done of course superhero shows and movies but they it doesn't feel like they've reached that pinnacle yet where you've got like this shows like Mm -hmm. everyone's already talking about the batman prequel coming to hbo max you've got falcon and the winter soldier and all those on Marvel and Netflix has had some solid superhero shows like the Umbrella Academy and that but even those like I feel like they haven't yet reached that like peak area of like being right alongside those veteran characters like the Batman the Iron Man's of the world and all that yet so it's kind of interesting to see like where they and maybe that's their plan like carve out the audiences that aren't being met so much because no one else is doing like mm. teen rom-coms as good as Netflix is so it's like maybe right. don't look at your competitor and say oh we need to do this they can just kind of chart their own course which of course we saw with Netflix the, the they used to have that deal like you mentioned where the movies were coming to Netflix and then mm-hmm. Disney Plus came along and Marvel's like well we want all these to be on ne- on Disney Plus now and so it's yeah. like we saw all those move over as well since that deal ended and it's like will those ever come back to Netflix like what do you think I don't see it happening but I'm like I feel like I'm skeptical with this kind of topic just because I know Disney is so protective of its rights once they have like a, a, a niche there if you had asked me like a, before Disney Plus launch I would have been like oh I don't know like maybe it wouldn't work but I think that the way that they've added subscribers that they're growing so fast that there's probably like there's probably no reason that they would ever unless there was some major merge type thing that uh like you mentioned with disney and netflix but i think if it were another streaming service like the amazon's lineup or hulu like that or i guess hulu's owned by disney now but even hbo max like down the line just looking like at some point if you don't have the subscribers there it's obviously you're going to be able to make more money by licensing the content like so Sony did with Netflix and Disney with separate deals. So like with Warner Brothers, like how does HBO Max look in five years? Would that be like, would the DC movies like ever come back to Netflix? If like, you know, if Netflix keeps growing and HBO Max is like stagnant or something like that to me seems more realistic than 
the Marvel movies. I feel like Disney and Netflix are kind of like the top two. I don't really necessarily see HBO Max, Amazon, Hulu, those ones really at Netflix's level or Disney Plus's level. If that Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I think those two have kind of like carved out the... Like when you think of streaming, Netflix is the OG, but Disney <laughs> quickly like come into like the, the ring and is like right up next to them. So it's like kind of like Netflix and Disney Plus. It's like those are the two big dogs now in streaming. And yeah. then you kind of got the other ones that have like big titles, but they haven't really hit that level of like making, you know, the top most watched list of like the weeks and all that and having those like shows that everyone's talking about. There's definitely buzzy titles on these, you know, different right. things. I'm sure like the Lord of the Rings series is coming to Amazon. That's going to help them I think significantly give them like this franchise, which it's another franchise that's glaringly missing from, you know, Netflix is that those movies, they kind of one streamed on there, but they never were all at once. And so it's like, could that help Amazon suddenly be, climb up the rankings because Lord of the Rings is a huge franchise. Yeah, I think so. They're Lord of the Rings. They're all they're They're on HBO max, right? Too. Yeah. So you can right now they're all streaming on HBO max and then Amazon as well, which I'm not sure what the specifics of the deal is. It's kind of weird to right. me that Amazon's like reportedly paying like $500 million for the first <laughs> yeah. season of the Lord of the Rings show. And yet they somehow have the right shared between the two like streamers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting like if that changes, but I mean, it, it's good for fans because if you don't subscribe to Amazon prime, you can always, of course, watch them on HBO Max. If you're not on HBO Max, you can watch them on Amazon Prime. So it's kind of always nice when they're on more than one place. Right. Yeah. I remember they used, they, before that they went to, before HBO Max launched and before Amazon got the rights to them, I know that we'd seen them every once in a while. They were never like there together. It was always like the first Lord of the Rings movies on Netflix. And it's like, oh, this, the second and third Lord of the Rings movie are on Netflix, but they were never there together. And I think that's like just the, how the licensing rights to those um, movies that were released before streaming was a thing. Now I think all these movies coming out, like the streaming is such a big part of it that they're attaching it to places like we've seen uh, with some of these deals. But yeah, that, that'll be interesting with like how that changes things for Amazon because they've got, um, we just talked about superheroes, the uh, the boys world is expanding as a franchise. And so we'll see like, can Netflix do the same thing with, I know we've talked about Jupiter's legacy and like the Miller world comics that, are being adapted for Netflix shows and movies. There's the Stranger Things universe that's like a possible franchise opportunity for Netflix. If you think the Stranger Things is going to end in two years and like we won't hear about this again, I think that you're, you will be very, very, very mistaken there. I think that Netflix has big plans for that world, especially with the exclusive deal with the Duffer Brothers. What are some other franchises though? We've got the probably the biggest one that like everyone is like, should there be a TV show about where the movie streaming is Harry Potter. Yeah, that's one of those, I think it's the hardest to keep track of um, mm-hmm. because the Harry Potter movies kind of seem to bounce around. They were on Peacock for, I think they're on Peacock currently. They were right. on HBO Max, so I think at its launch, but then they pulled them off of there, which didn't really make sense to me because those are Warner Brother titles. So it's like, wouldn't you do, like, wouldn't those like, be a staple you'd want to keep around? And so it's hard to keep up of where the different Harry Potter movies are streaming. Um, but yeah, I believe Peacock's the current home. Will we see them return to HBO Max? I don't know. I am doubtful that we'd see them go back to Netflix. Um, I know they've kind of stream like outside of the U S I believe a little bit here and there, but never really on Netflix U S which is one of those like interesting ones. Like when I was doing research to see like what shows aren't on and movies aren't on Netflix. I was like, I just, I guess I just assumed that at some point those had been on Netflix U S like just, you see, assume every movie has come through Netflix at some point. It's like, (laughs) yeah, I know. I think Harry Potter is one of those weird ones that like was so big. So early the rights got sold and resold without that whole taking the streaming into effect and 
And so then it's kind of like these little side deals to like bring because it's a Warner Brothers franchise. So, but I don't think that War- I think Warner Brothers like probably short-sightedly now looking at the the grand uh scheme of things how or how everything played out like probably should have just kept those in-house and then took them to HBO Max and then there's always like rumors too that like there's going to be a Harry Potter like reboot series. Um I don't know where that would land. I think the HBO Max makes the most sense. I don't think that like Universal while they have the rights with Peacock, like, I don't think that they have any stock in the, in the Harry, in like future Harry Potter stuff in the Potter verse or whatever it's called. I can't even remember, but yeah, I think that if people want to see it, I know that there's a little bit of Harry Potter fatigue lately, but that could be really interesting. And another game changer in terms of like the Lord of the Rings, the star, I mean, there's going to be what, 10 new star Wars shows or something in the next five years. And then 10 new Marvel shows. And then Lord of the Rings at Amazon, Harry Potter, that seems like the next sh- like big shoot to drop in like the big streaming wars. You know, it's going to happen. It has to happen. The TV show, right? Yeah. I mean, there seems to already be like a lot of whispers and rumors that HBO Max is working on something, which makes sense that that's where they would want to host it. I feel like that would give mm-hmm. them a really big title, which they're kind of lacking right now. They have a lot of offerings, but they haven't really gotten like that 10 pull one um, where like, yeah. everyone's like, oh, are you watching this on HBO Max? Like this is an original. I know like the flight attendant was big, but it's not exactly like that big epic kind of thing with the Star Wars, the Marvels and all that, which another one I'm kind of surprised isn't really streaming on too many services is the Fast and the Furious. Some of the movies are on HBO Max, some are on Hulu, but only with select plans on Hulu. Netflix has the animated shows, Fast and the Furious, Spy Racer. So it's like, maybe there's a hope that the films could come to Netflix eventually, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you would think with that, that franchise is huge. I mean, they're one on like ninth or 10th movie. Yeah, I think it's the, it's Fast 9, but it's the 10th movie because they did the Hobbs and Shaw thing. I know too much about this, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's weird, right? That they're like, there's no place that's like yeah. the exclusive home to the Fast and Furious movies. Like, it just feels strange to say that. Yeah, that's what I was actually. So I was looking this weekend uh, for a movie to watch and I was like, oh, why don't I watch like the first Fast and Furious movies and start watching them? Because Fast 9 comes out in, is it June? I think it's June. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But I was looking for them and I was like, I thought that they were all on HBO Max. But then I started looking. It's like, oh, I've got to go to HBO Max for this one. I've got to bounce over to Hulu for this one. Oh, I need like stars or Showtime to watch the other one. And it's just like if someone would with deep pockets, I wonder like when the licensing rights or whatever come up for that show because or for that movie, because I think that franchise has so much potential. I mean, they're going to like outer space in the next one. So I I just feel like that they have someone's got to throw a huge offer behind that. It's going to be probably at HBO Max because they'll probably keep it in house to like bring. I think that it's a Warner. Is that Warner Brothers, too? I can't even remember. It's either Warner Brothers or Universal. So, I mean, if it is Universal, it's like, why wouldn't that be something Peacock would like try to dub into? Because that would be a huge get for Peacock if they could swing those movies. Um, But it is, it's just so weird that, you know, these got these popular franchises and they're not one spot where you can go and watch them. I think that's where it does help Disney Plus, like having all the Star Wars, all the Marvels. It's like, you're not searching around for the different movies. And it's similar with like the James Bond franchise. Uh, Like the Mm -hmm. classics, they they used to stream on Hulu and Amazon Prime apparently, but now most of them have kind of just shifted to video on demand. So it's like, they're not really even streaming anywhere. Like you have to purchase or rent them. That's what I really feel like could be a franchise Netflix could take a run at and like try 
try to get all the James Bond movies and just like have that catalog, like that would definitely rival the Disney Plus's Marvel and Star Wars, like to have what, like the 30 plus. I know there's a ton of the James Bond movies from all the years. Yeah, that's another that's one that I feel like that could work. Whoever can figure it out. And maybe it's like sacrilege to be like James Bond should be a TV show. But like of all the things that we've talked about, they have TV show tie ins now. Um, Fast and the Furious doesn't really. But you cannot tell if they're going to do. I mean, there's a lot of like buzz for who's going to be the next James Bond, but like make it a TV show too and release it like ever on your streaming service. I don't know why that that wouldn't happen. I feel like everyone would watch that. Yeah, I feel like Bond is just one of those franchises where like they could even do the offshoot if they want to save like the James Bond name directly for the movies. Like you can do other like espionage, kind of like spy yeah. thrillers kind of thing without using the Bond name if you want to leave that strictly to movies. But it's like that's such a rich franchise. Like you could just throw out like Easter eggs to past ones and like gradual like an agent can say like, oh, do you remember that mm-hmm. case or that villain? And it's one of those weird characters. It just seems perfect for a scripted show. Like you could easily arc out like a season. They're going against like one case one bad guy and it's like it seems like an easy sell yes solve the crime or the stop the the bomb in six hours instead of two or three or whatever and then that's the other thing like I will like I think there's a meme going around that's like I would watch four hours of it or four episodes of a TV show, but I won't watch one like two hour movie. And that's like me. I would rather invest in something a little bit longer, watch it over like a couple of days or even in one day rather than just like watch one two and a half hour long movie with like the extended editions of like, say, Lord of the Rings or whatever. That takes me like two days, three days, four days to get through sometimes. So um, let's see. Do we cover all of them or is there one left? I think there's one more. And it's kind of a tie-in because it's funny there. I know their movies are a little bit longer in length, which is Jurassic Park. Um, oh, there we the go. original yeah. films, they're on Hulu, but again, only with select plans. Like you have to have a certain package to have them. You can rent the films on Prime and all that, but there's no like streaming home where you can just watch them for free. It's weird because Netflix is home to all like the animated titles in the franchise. So they've got the series, the animated movies, but yet they're not home to any of the actual like live action ones, either the originals yeah. with the Gold Bloom or the the new series with um Chris Pratt, like it's weird that they that just seems like odd that they'd have the animated stuff and not have a single one of the live action shows. Yeah. I think every once in a while, like the Jurassic park movies will pop up on Netflix, but it's like, sometimes they're all three. Sometimes it's like only the first one or the third one or something random. I think that, yeah, if, is that, I'm trying to think, is that Warner? That has to be Warner brothers, right? (laughs) Um, I think that might be another universal one. Yeah. It's so all these universal franchise or yeah. Franchises, just put them on a streaming, start your own stream. Well, that's Peacock, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's so yeah. odd because like Peacock feels like it's got all these big franchises, but none of them are really available to stream yet on Peacock. Right. So what are the, that doesn't even make any sense. So Peacock, yeah, should have all the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World movies. It's probably just the existing licensing deals that like once they come up, maybe they'll move to Peacock. But that's another one like that we've, that we were talking about, like with uh, potential mergers down the line. I don't know, like financially what Peacock is looking like. I don't subscribe to that. Uh, I don't know very many people who do subscribe. So that's, that's one that, you know, if it, in a few years, we'll have to like look and see how that did. And if they could make more money selling these individual franchises, streaming rights to Netflix or Amazon or, you know, HBO Max and Warner Media or something like that, that'll be interesting. Any last thoughts before we go? 
I recommend The Mandalorian if you're looking for some new Star Wars stuff to watch. It's really, really good. Yeah, The Mandalorian is a plus. I mean, it, just if nothing else, like Baby Yoda is enough reason to watch The Mandalorian. Exactly. And then the rest of the show is just like the extra icing on the cake. And then, of course, I'm a sucker for the, the Marvel shows. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> is like the, the favorite right now. Like there's no miss on that one. So it's a shame they're not on Netflix, but at least we can enjoy them elsewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Unfortunately, we're out of time today. Thank you guys for listening. And remember that new episodes of the Netflix Live podcast are released on Fridays and Mondays. And we'll see you guys next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.